Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes were looking for help for the SS McSquiggly when they were kidnapped by Doddle. But what secrets is this strange goblin hiding? Why was she attacked by a steampunk goblin clan? And will our own Goblin Jr. be able to befriend a goblin, or will he be trapped by his goblin-hating past? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. How important is it that we get to this witch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I forgot about the entire witch, right? It's very important. More important than Autumn and Goblin's why, why, Origami. I feel like you nailed this and you're walking back in. <laughs> like, you got us out of there. Let me do my own little mittens bit, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just start searching the corpses. <laughs> uh, you find some origami. It's expertly made. I definitely do not show that. <laughs> I, I scrunch it up and I'm like, oh, I had orders. <laughs> I eat the origami. Why is no the order on like pastel pink paper? They've got style. It's the thing about the Jerry's. Oh, they're very stylish. What if he had a fashion blog? It wasn't doing very great, but he's working very hard Doddle. on it. He posts every Doddle. day. Doddle. <laughs> Where's the witch lip? <laughs> I don't actually know. That's kind of the trickiest part about this is, you know, I used to know, but she has this situation where she doesn't stay in one place for very long. So we got to go find her first. I find a collection of dog treats attached to one of the corpse's waists. Goblin Jr's like, snarf? Yeah, I, I like feed him one. <laughs> like, but snarf. I realize in doing so, Doddle has now seen. <laughs> I found a collection of dog <laughs> treats on one of the dog bodies. Treats. Oh, I, I bought him. Can you roll me a deception check? At the dog store? <laughs> that is a seven. There's no dog store around these parts. You would have found it hours ago. Oh, the dog store. They're from a corpse. <laughs> I wish you hadn't have told me that. Look on the bright side. It was different than the origami guy. What if the dog was sick? What if he was only just now paying off his vet bills? What if his parents were helping him pay off his vet bills? What if his parents were also sick? Donald! Where has this witch been before? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. God, where has this witch been before? Well, I'm glad you asked, Donald. I can hear it too. uh, What the fuck? Doddle, you explained to them that the witch is known for moving around, and you've been tracking her pretty successfully, but unfortunately she's always managed to move before you catch her. You kind of know what to look for, though. There's always like weird trinkets and totems hanging from the trees, the crunch of bones underfoot, uh, all sorts of things you can kind of identify her by. So You know, normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, as you do. So, as Doddle explains this, the rest of you are kind of able to get a sense of what to look for, and basically, if you want to try and find the witch, I'm going to have you roll some checks to track her progress through the woods. I'm very short, so finding trinkets up in the trees is a little difficult for me. Oh, these two should be able to help with that. Yeah, that's why I kidnapped you, because you're my friends now. That's how the best kidnappings work out. Mm -hmm. It's called... Oh, damn. I need... uh, uh, What would be the name of a goblin historical figure? Gobo McGee. (laughs) That's that's what they call Gobo McGee syndrome. It's Mm. after you kidnap someone, they start to identify with their kidnapper. And let me tell you, I've got a raging case of the Gobo McGee's. Believe it or not, I actually 
actually have a lot of experience with kidnapping. Anyway, we could tell with that <laughs> trap. It took me four days to make that. It was really good, right? I heard about we that. Smash I'm so cut proud of it. To the remaining stick falling over hilariously <laughs> yeah. as she describes how well crafted it was. Yeah, it falls next to the engagement ring of that goblin who disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, it just away. tinks off. Great. So, having got successfully fallen for Gobo McGee syndrome, you set off with your new pal in search of the witch. Can you all please roll me either a nature check, an investigation check, or a perception check? I'll also take a survival check. That's a 17 on investigation for Quinny. 15 survival. 21 investigation. It's a 19 survival. Damn, you guys rolled good. We're the world's greatest detectives. So we all figure out what we're doing while Doddle explains to Butthole what a detective is. <laughs> <laughs> you begin moving through the woods looking for anything out of the ordinary. Doddle's able to describe the things as well as kind of talking you through what a detective is and why you're a good one. Each of you kind of approaches this in your own way. Juniper, for you, it's a matter of looking at what's wrong with sort of the trees and the foliage and everything mm-hmm. else, and kind of seeing where damage is or, or what have you. Yeah. Quinny, I think for you, you've got a pretty good sense for when things are weird. You don't like weird shit. So you're just kind of keeping an eye out. And anytime you can kind of feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, you're like, ah, fuck, it's probably this way. Butthole, I think you're really enjoying learning what a detective is. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put one in my next novel. And you're also like trying to do it while you're hearing it, which actually works very well for you. I think it's a lot of sort of like, oh, so like, would a detective notice that footprint? I need to get you a magnifying glass. It's a piece of glass that lets you see things real big. Yeah, I've realized that I've spent most of my life just wandering through rooms, looking at things and being like, oh, maybe they go together this way. But now there's a <gasps> verb for it. It's detectiving. It's a detective. I could be like your assistant. <gasps> I don't have an Emily. A what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on another part of the world, everyone has assistants. Okay. And everyone's assistant is just called Emily. <gasps> it's a very important role. All the coolest people have them, all the most important. So I'm Butthole Farch. I, I run House Farch. I realize I haven't described myself, so I'll do that quickly now. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm sorry I kidnapped you earlier. Do you know what? It really worked out for the best, so I'm glad it happened. I think so, too. Yeah. So I'm about six foot four, probably like 250, 260 pounds. I'm like fit, but also fat. So the armor has like a bit of a gut to it. I, I'm in plate mail, kind of head to toe with the symbol of Moonhammer on it. I have a shield that has the symbol of Moonhammer, but it also is like lined with T-Rex and dragon teeth. I love it. That I've taken. And then I have a hammer called Moonlightbringer that's like a sacred weapon. Uh, It can like light up the dark and it's like a weapon of faith. And Goblin Jr. beside me, who's my pet wolf, also my heir to the throne. If I fall, he will rule House Farch. You're in line for a throne? Yeah, I'm the son. See, here's the thing, because I feel like you've you've got some stuff that you're holding in as secrets, which is very healthy and everyone should have secrets. Mm -hmm. But to make friends, you got to sort of like share some secrets. So I just like lead Doddle slightly away from the others. I'm like, let me tell you some of our secrets so you'll know what's going on. So Quinny over there, the tiny man boy, Mm -hmm. he died (gasps) and then he was in hell and we had to go back to bring him back from hell. And then we got him back into his regular looking body because there was a cloning thing. Let's not worry about that. But now his problem is he promised his soul to a very scary demon in hell that's very evil which is why normally he does like a lot of like demon powered stuff. 
but he can't. He's disobeying to not be a monster. Is he okay? Should we find him a therapist? Interestingly, I know a couple good therapists. Interestingly, he has a therapist. <laughs> so this is a perfect segue. That's why he seems to be doing so great. Juniper, who's mm-hmm. who's over there, as you've seen, she shifts into a number of different things. Notice One of which is a dark elf therapist oh. who's sort of treating all of us right now, which is very good. Oh. Uh, she has a scroll because she's a paladin that is telling us that there's going to be something called the Great Collide that seems like it's going to be the apocalypse. Oh, my. Uh, she doesn't know how to stop it and the scroll is becoming less helpful, she's very frustrated. Uh, Is she okay? Do you know what? She's the only one who can't talk to the therapist. So I'll save my secrets for later. Maybe you should go talk to her. Because if you've seen good therapists, maybe you could provide like some kind of therapy. I think I have you really good therapist. Okay, I'm going to detective over here. And you you go give her some therapy. Okay, part-time detectives and therapists. Got it. We should make business cards. I'm going to get to work on that, too. Okay. Wait, what's your secret, though? Oh, I'm the son of a terrible family. My father's dead. I sort of was designed to hold a god. You see this symbol? This is Moonhammer. She's the goddess of strength, joy, and flatulence. The last one oh. is made up of the first two. I was her only cleric, only now she's real, and ruling a part of hell, hmm. and that's very complicated. But my big thing is I want to make my mom a good a good person, because I think my dad made her evil. So I got to go save her, but also take over the kingdom and make things better. Are you okay? Not at all, but I think Juniper could really use your help. So why don't you go talk to her, and then we'll talk again later. Okay. Because, I mean, I'm in therapy, yeah. so I'm trying. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys spend, like, an above-average time in hell than other people have met. Yeah, that's true. If you average it out, a lot more than anyone alive. Yeah, it's, it's not really an icebreaker with people. I don't meet them. It's like, oh, just got back from hell. But it's like, you guys seem to have spent a lot of time in hell <laughs> for the average person. Here's the thing, though. Because, you know, you were feeling very bad about, like, killing that person. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I've ever actually done that before. It was very traumatizing. Oh, that was your first one. Yeah, Do I, I don't you? think... I'm not okay. <laughs> I think you might need therapy. Here, you mm-hmm. should give Juniper some therapy, and then she can give you some therapy. We'll therapy each other. Exactly. That's what they say. The best thing are when the patients just give each other therapy. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll go, <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Juniper. Okay. I'm going to go up to Juniper. going to tap her on her armor. Oh, uh, hi. Hi. Are you Okay. <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, that's very okay. Are, are you? Are you okay? No, no, no. We just killed a lot of people. Um, yeah. But I was just, you know, I just, you know, I've heard, I've heard you guys have been through, you know, some rough times, and I just wanted to make sure if you need anyone to talk to, I'm here for you. I know that it's really obvious that I'm not really telling you guys much, and I, you know, maybe not the most trustworthy first impression, but I, you, if you ever need a friend, I'm here for you. I lean out from behind a tree, like a very long distance away, and I'm like, she could be your therapist. I could be your therapist. Oh, are you a therapist? No, but I could be. I think that you can do anything if you just set your mind to it. Oh, thanks. You just gotta believe that I'm a therapist. (laughs) You know what? Why don't we give it a shot? Okay. How do you feel about... Oh, you have to tell me something first, and then I ask you how you feel about it. Uh, Why don't you tell me about your childhood? (laughs) Well... Uh, Can I use a stress point to suddenly have a clipboard? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but you gotta tell me why you would have a clipboard. This reminds me of the time I bought a clipboard. <laughs> You're a natural at this. Yeah. Smash cut to the shopkeeper being like, here you go. Excuse just, me, sir. Right, yes. So you, uh, we'll use one point of stress to give you a clipboard. How many points do I have? Five. Well, okay. <laughs> Might as well happen. I now have a clipboard. You're good? We're good? Yeah. All right. I have a clipboard now so you can tell me about your childhood. It was... It was pretty good. That's good. How do you feel about that? 
I mean, you grow up hearing that there's going to be this prophecy and and it's going to come to someone and you think, oh, that's that's going to be great. Someone's going to help save the world or something. And then the prophecy comes to you and it doesn't give you shit. Do you ever feel like other people's fate is your responsibility and does that weigh on you and cause you anxiety? I just start bawling. <laughs> I look back at, what is your name? Buttfart? But, butthole. Butthole. I'm like, <laughs> give him a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm busy looking at footprints. They're my own, but I'm figuring out they're my own. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde, or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this, and if I don't, I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today, you can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things.
feel about that? <laughs> I don't know how to save the world. It's okay. We're here to help you. You, you just gotta get by with a little help from your friends. Thanks. You're welcome. Are you gonna help? Looks like our hour's done. Only <laughs> ten gold, please. Is that it? Yeah, it's a very affordable <laughs> price for what you're getting. I meant. Okay. I just give her the gold and just like, I'm going to turn back into Echo, who I think at this moment is stronger than Juniper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hold her hand. This is free. So you hold Juniper's hand and as you do, her hand shrinks down to um, creepy child size. And now you're holding hands with Echo. Swing it back and forth. I don't swing hands. Oh, okay. Sorry. I walk towards the group and I'm like, guys, we are making footprints. (laughs) Thank you. You're the world's greatest Oh, I'm feeling pretty good about me and a little worried about the world. Oh, that's good. Well, uh, not the world part. So, Doddle, as you walk back over, take a look at these footprints that a butthole's so happy to show off. You trip over something, ah! uh, and looking down, you see a rib cage that has a lot of, like, plants growing up through it. I found a rib cage! Ooh! Echo's just immediately down there, like, <laughs> investigating. You made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Is there like the rest of a person or just like the rib cage? Just a, just a rib cage and an overgrown patch of stuff. Is a human rib cage? Yes. Can I investigate the rib cage? Sure. Go ahead. Roll. All right. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. The rib cage seems to be kind of half buried in the ground. You notice that the spine kind of sticks out of the ground a little bit, but it seems almost as if it was broken off, not cut off. That's fucked. All right. I relay this to the group and they say, um... I don't know what to do with this information. Is there any sort of witch stuff going on? Is there like, you know, a trail of footprints leading to the rib cage? I was going to say, I'm going to take the whole scene in now that I know this is an active process called detectiving. Uh, And I want to look at this spine and I want to look at the rib cage. We got to draw a chalk drawing around the rib cage so we know where the rib cage was. Okay, you, you do that. I'm on it. Okay, the chalk is now going to factor into this. Uh, now I'm, I'm thinking of all the stuff we've seen on the way here, and I, I want to trust my brain to piece it all together. Can I just do an insight check? Yeah, sure. The math formulas start overlaying yeah. in front of his head. 17. You, you see the formula, and then it's like the fucking like Sherlock Holmes reconstruction business, but also you don't quite understand how everything works, so you just see like a floating rib cage fall over in the dirt and get buried, and you're like, hmm. Um, but also, <laughs> you're a hammer guy, so you, you recognize a bludgeoning wound when you see one. And you can see that the head was clearly bashed off, not cut off. But uh, as you continue to kind of look around, and I think as Butthole's like doing his weird Sherlock business, Echo, you're a tiny murderer. You're starting to find other bones and they seem to almost be strewn about. And following that, you can find a path. And Butthole, yeah, you start to piece together like, oh, this person was clearly running away from a thing and then died here. So you can kind of ascertain the pathway that they would have been going. And Quinny, I think you're just kind of observing all this in gentle horror because, again, this is weird tracking for you. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get back to a city. How do you feel about that? Uh, uh, what? Do you, do you have 10 gold? You need 10 gold. <laughs> For what? I'll pay his 10 gold. Uh, and I give 10 gold to... How do you, why do you want to get back to the city so bad? My clipboard appears again. Because <laughs> I hate it out here. Why do you hate it out here? There's a rib cage right over there. You tripped over it. <laughs> I did, but is it perhaps that it's a feeling of unfamiliarity? Did you perhaps grow up in a city and are you more comfortable there with people? Uh, I grew up on a farm. Why, why are you doing this? I don't know. Did Butthole tell you all of our secrets? <laughs> no. Butthole. <laughs> Roll a deception check, please, Momo. <laughs> oh, that's a for 17. Uh... I mean, Doddle passes it off, but you know he 100% did. (laughs) Buttle, stop telling people our secrets. Someone killed the (laughs) ribcage, I say to myself. (laughs) 
So as you uh, begin to follow the path that you manage to uncover, Quinny, the mark of the one of many faces begins to gently pulse on your chest. Come on. What's that? In my newer endeavor to be more upfront about these hellish dealings, I will... uh, It's working. (laughs) You're making progress. I'll look over to Butthole and be like, I got to take a call. I'll be back. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. I'll stay within sight? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'll take a few steps over and be like, "Um, hello, master. It's good that you're showing deference again, Queen. (sighs) Yeah. Stay away from this. What? Stay away from this. Weirdly, you can hear Manny's voice seems to almost be drifting in and out of your head. There almost seems to be like an interference field of some sort. You've heard us talking about the witch? You need to stay away. You don't want us going close to the witch. Trust me on this. You do not want oh, yeah, to go there. yeah, trust you. Guys, we got to get going to this witch. Yay! <laughs> so as you continue down the path, Quinny, you can kind of feel the pulse of the sigil grow stronger. Like it's almost burning. Mm but you're not hearing anything else from Manny. Gradually, you come into a small clearing, and at the very end of it, sort of pine trees everywhere, just festooned with these small totems and like little twig bundles, small animal skulls, that sort of thing. You just see a beautiful garden, but sticking up and out of the garden at various angles are bones. Uh. And at the very far end of the clearing, kind of tucked in under a tree, is a very small, run-down, almost rotten-looking cottage. The walls are made of some sort of wood that's clearly begun to rot, kind of peeling bark situation. The roof is bundles of various dead tree branches, looks very ancient, very abandoned. And there's like a doormat in front of it that says, hello. (laughs) I'm going to walk up and just say, hello, new friend. Uh, (laughs) As you step into the clearing, the uh, garden begins to undulate and shift. And slowly the mossy skeletons begin to stand. And I need you all to roll initiative, please. (laughs) That's a 24 for Quinny. 17. 14. 16! So, yeah, Butthole, as soon as you cross the threshold into the clearing, you can see these skeletal forms start to force their way up out of the ground. You kind of immediately drop into a fighting stance, and then you hear ring out loud and clear throughout the clearing like, Why are you stepping into her garden? Because we want to talk to her. Ah, and who are you? The ghouls begin to move on you. So, top of the round, Quinny, you can also roll me a perception check. Basically, on each of your turn, you can roll a perception check to try and see what's talking. Yeah, I'd like to see what's talking and maybe even try and diffuse the situation. Sure, go for it. 14 perception? It's hard to tell where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Uh, That said, you can almost see something metallic flitting about in between the trees up above the ground. Okay. So I'll start walking over towards that, trying to avoid these animated corpses. You've got one round before they're up. Okay. And I'll just shout it like, we don't mean any harm. We're just here for the money. You will not find money here. What? (laughs) Brings us to uh, Juniper. I'm still Echo. Right. Why would you want to hurt a little girl? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you really don't know much about her, do you? About who? Clearly you are not here for any good purpose. I'll let the garden handle you. Brings us to... Doddle. You said I can roll a perception check. Do try and see. Yes, and I'll give you advantage because this isn't your first rodeo. Well, that's a 19. There's 21. 21. Doddle, you see a small pair of metal teeth flittering around through the trees, and you recognize them as the ones you have previously seen in a witch's mouth. Can I go towards it? Yep, think of them flitting around through the trees like bats. So the teeth are kind of chattering through the tree line. Can I cast hold person on a pair of teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, you can. Sure, let's do it. Hold teeth! 
see with a range of targets must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. And then as I'm casting it, can I shout to my compatriots and be, oh my God. <laughs> can I shout to my compatriots and be like, yeah, it's the witch. Yes. Uh, okay. The teeth fail. They're safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the teeth are flitting around like a bat and the teeth just stop and then drop out of the sky and bounce embarrassingly on the ground. Can I go and pick them up like a chipmunk? Uh, yep, totally. Listen here, you. This is Dodalia speaking, and I would very much like to go home. Oh, I see. I see. Come back. The teeth are held so they can't move properly. You turn them into teeth? The witch is a teeth right now. I'm handling it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to hold the teeth like I caught a frog, I guess. <laughs> like cupping my hands sure. over it. And then are you releasing hold person? If I hide... Will my friends hear me? If you don't want them to hear you, yes, you can whisper into all the things you normally cool. do. Cool. I'm going to bonus action hide because I'm a gobbo, and then I'm going to release hold person. <laughs> okay, so everyone's like looking at you holding these teeth, and you're like, I'm handling it. And then you immediately scurry into <laughs> the portion. This is your department. <laughs> this is what we hired you for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Who's we? <laughs> all right, so Doddle, you rush off into the bushes. Butthole, you see Doddle rush off holding teeth. The skeletons seem to still be rising around you. As I say, who's we? I go, we's me and Moonhammer. Uh, and I hold out Moonlightbringer in front of me, and I just start farting. And the farts start soaring all into Moonlightbringer, which starts glowing brighter and brighter and brighter. <laughs> As I cast Destroy Undead. So it is a DC 15 will save. If it's failed, all undead within 30 feet turn and move away from me for a minute or until they take damage. If they are challenge rating one or lower, they are immediately destroyed. As the fury of Moonhammer begins to swirl around, you just see all of these creatures as they're starting to like pull themselves out of the ground just turn bright with the blue flame of Moonhammer and then burst in a shatter of bone splinters and moss and dirt and rocks and occasional flowers. So is there still the old lady in the garden ahead? You have seen no old lady. There's a cottage at the edge of the thing and then there's the teeth. I'll go around the back if you want to go to the front door. Sure, let's do that. I mean, Donald's doing whatever she's doing. (laughs) She said she's handling it. So that's apparently what we're paid to do. Yeah. Well, a cottage is our job. We're going to fight this cottage. (laughs) Echo's going to also approach the cottage. She pulls out a dagger. Okay. As you approach the cottage, it begins to shake and rustle and then gradually rise up on giant chicken legs. Smash cut to the bushes. Doddle, you're holding teeth and hiding from your friends. Yeah, listen, you, you, you got to change me back right, right now, please, and thank you. You know I can't do anything. It's all hard. What do you mean? You can't do anything. Because I guess her teeth, goddammit. Okay, well, how do I make you not teeth? It's her. You got to talk to her. I'm just a fucking teeth. Oh, I got real excited there. Okay, how do I find... Where is she? Is she in the cottage? She's in the fucking cottage. We had a fight, so I was outside sulking. You're free. And I'm going to release him <laughs> like a butterfly. So the teeth kind of flutter up and chomp a couple times. Thank you for your a- time. Yeah, welcome. Now, again, uh, you would have to talk to her about getting transformed back if that's what you want. But it's very uh, the much cost what I want. will be very high. Also, I don't like her much right now, so she can suck it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to get you to clarify something for me. The situation that I'm in now. Yes. The cost was very high. Yes. And to get out of this situation. Oh, she doesn't She doesn't like going back on deals. Yes, but you see, my problem here is I would like a refund oh, of this. Oh, so no, cost there are no refunds. That's unfortunate. All right. Look, I'm cursed teeth. I get it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I'm glad that we could. How do you feel about that? 
the teeth are like, wow, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I mean, have you ever been inside a, a crone's mouth for eons? It is unpleasant in there. There's tartar buildup and the teeth just begin to go on listing like various dental ailments. I'm nodding and writing on my clipboard, but if they did see, it would just be like doodles of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I, I draw like a body on the teeth. <laughs> Uh, smash cut back to the clearing. The cottage is now risen up into the trees. How high up is it? The legs are about 10 feet. And it is the cottage's turn. So the cottage feels Quinny kind of sneaking around behind and is going to try and stomp on Quinny. Quinny, what's your AC? 16. You're shocked and appalled by this chicken-legged cottage. Uh, shocked and appalled. But chicken legs are really big and easy to see, so you manage to dodge out. They're these sort of rotting, fetid, thick chicken legs. They're not like little skinny ones. They're like big spooky ones. Oh yeah, there's your problem right there is your house's chicken legs have gone all rotten. So it stomps <laughs> down next to you, but you manage to dodge out of its way. Next up we have Quinny. I'm still going to try and break into that house. Like this is just thievery on hard mode now. That's all it is. <laughs> Um, so if it's risen up like among the trees, am I yep. imagining this correctly? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so I'm not going to climb the chicken legs because that seems dangerous. I'm going to climb an adjacent tree. Yeah, you're not going to try and shadow the Colossus your way up? No, no. At least not for this first part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. So can you roll me an acrobatics check, please? So that's a <laughs> that's a 29. You scamper uh, up that tree. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love mirror's edge stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'd love to jump from the tree onto the house if I may. Yep. Give me another acrobatics, please. That's a 20. Yep, dirty 20. <laughs> you run along a branch like Tarzan from the Disney classic Tarzan. Oh, yes. Uh, I want to know. Show me. There we go. Two worlds and one family, baby. Yeah, uh, I look down at the chicken legs coming down, and then I just look up at the cottage. Quinny's already there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Quinny, you leap off a tree branch. I'm going to say you shoulder roll through a window. Oh, awesome. So Even you better. shatter through very like ancient glass and uh, sort of a, a wood cross frame. Shoulder roll into this tiny cottage and you come up into a massive, massive room. The ceiling seems to be about 100 feet tall, just draped in all manner of odd fabrics. The entire air reeks of rot, decay, and garlic. You can almost smell things cooking. Mm. You can see a variety of dried meats hanging from the ceiling. There's a large central table, and at the far end of it, there's an ancient woman sort of hunched over in robes, holding up a teacup that looks absolutely prehistoric. And you can almost see something climbing out of the lip of the cup as she takes a sip and she goes, The prodigal son returns. Hmm? And you feel the sigil on your chest light up in fury and agony. Is, it hurts? Yep. How debilitating is this pain? Or uh, is my turn over? <laughs> your turn is over. We're going to smash it back to outside. Uh, so uh, outside, we cut to... So do you ever feel like you're an extension of another person and not your own being? Well, yes, it's true, because I'm made of metal, and I'm acting as something that's normally bone. And I mean, uh, there's, there's a joy in that, because, you know, that's my purpose and all. But, like, I have dreams, too, and they don't involve being in someone's mouth all the time. And, and she doesn't get that. She doesn't understand that. Like, I'm useful, too. Have you ever tried to communicate this to her? Well, it's very hard because she talks when I'm in her mouth. The cabin behind us is like... <laughs> I think you're in a toxic relationship and you deserve a better life. Oh, thank you. No one's ever said that to me before. Oh, they should. You deserve the utmost happiness. Clackety, clackety, clack. The teeth clack happily. Smash cut back to outside. Echo. Echo runs by Doddle in the teeth, dagger out, murder in her eyes, and... What she's going to do is do like a somersault at the chicken leg. And as she passes by, she's going to try to cut the Achilles tendon. <laughs> All right, go for it. All right. Give me an acrobatics check first for okay. the tumble and then uh, an attack roll, please. Ooh, 13 acrobatics. Okay, you're small. I'll give it to you. All right. 
And then I'm going to slash at that with a 19. Barely hit. Woo! That's a good old three damage. (laughs) Echo, I'm going to give you a devil's bargain. As you're slashing into the leg, you feel the blade catch on something. And given that Echo is a stone cold murderer, you know exactly what it is. You feel like if you exerted yourself a little bit more, you could probably slice it. But you run the risk of being in the line of fire if it collapses. This is where Juniper is going to regret giving up power to Echo at this moment. Because, <laughs> shouldn't because let Echo have the light. Echo has to cut right through that. Damn. All right. <laughs> like, what would a tiny murderer do? Yeah. So Echo, you cease your momentum and just hack through. And suddenly the entire cottage shifts and buckles and begins to drop. Please roll me a dexterity save at disadvantage. 11. That is not enough to get out. Yeah, uh, roll that house damage. You're going to take 15 points of damage. However, it is bludgeoning because it's something falling on you. So oh, it will so be halved by your armor. Nice. As the leg buckles, a corner of the cottage just swings down and clocks you okay. in the back of the head. Uh, it sends you sprawling, so I'm going to say that you are prone. Okay. Which brings us to Butthole. So how's this house looking? It's dropped. You can tell it's starting to rise again, though. So if I was to run, could I get into the cottage? You could try. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just booking it for this cottage now. Okay. So can you please roll me an athletics check to leap at the door? Yes, I can. It's, it's like up. The house is just slowly getting away. 14. You leap up towards the front door, but given that you're kind of a threatening presence, as you do so, the front door blasts open and there's a horrible screech. Uh, So I need you to please roll me a con save as this sort of overwhelming blast of fetid wind and smells and horribleness hits you. 18. You just make it, which is great. So you will still take seven points of damage, but you're a man of bad smells. Yeah, I fart into the wind. (laughs) (laughs) You were born in the bad smells. So you manage to soldier through and grab onto the lip of the porch, basically, as it comes up. The welcome mat's, like, right in your face. Great. It says hello. I feel welcome. Yeah. So <laughs> you're able to crawl up, and you can sort of see through the door that uh, Quinny, almost against his will, seems to be staggering towards this large, long table. Also, it's much larger in there than you expected. It's very unpleasant. Which brings us to Doddle. So, like, how do you cope? I mean, you, you're, you're in strange circumstance. Oh, yeah, but uh, I cope. <laughs> I forgot we by... conversation. <laughs> uh, that'll be 10 gold. I believe that our session is done. I'm sorry, I'm just teeth. And then the teeth fly away. <laughs> Goodbye. Ah! <laughs> see, I notice the house. Yeah, you, you see a blast of horribleness as Butthole like claws his way uh, up onto the lip. I might not notice this. And I'm going to run to the house. And as I run, I'm going to jump and grab like a leaf. Off a bush or something, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hold the leaf up like the umbrella from Mary Poppins, and I'm gonna use fly. Damn. And I'm gonna go up to the house. You fly straight up majestically through the air with your jacket flapping behind you, your scarf kind of adorably flipping behind you. As majestic as a weird goblin can be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a low threshold, and you land next to Butthole on the the porch. What's going on? <laughs> You handled what you were handling? Yeah. Now okay. I'm here to handle this. Oh, good. I feel slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> Could it go up to the door? And is it closed or is it open? It's open. Oh, it's open? Okay, I was going to knock, but uh, I'm going to walk in and be like, excuse me. Hello? No refunds. 
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H. ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This season on Civilized. Or not, it's improvised, so you don't know. Party, please, no! It has to be done for the good of the children. Captain, is it Beatrix or Beatrice? I'm so confused. I'll tell you who it is. It's your mother! I have summited the mountain, and I declare this land for my own. Marty, get down from the roof! Every time. I can't believe we made it into space, Beatrice! Yeah, it's been a long time coming, Al. Wait, which version are you? Um, which version are you? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying we've been on Earth the whole time? Yeah, man, it's like just a simulation. Actually, we've been dead the whole time. Actually, this is lost. Actually, I'm lost. We only have five seconds to defuse this bomb. When when you started saying that or at the end of saying that? Sound of explosion. (laughs) (laughs) So join us on Civilized Season 5 for this stuff that might happen, but probably a lot of it won't. Regardless, we're back with your favorite characters, doing zany things in space and we couldn't be more pumped we'll see you soon listeners civilized season five begins may 31st 2023 tune in wherever you get your podcasts or visit civilizedpod.com that got weird (laughs) because usually they're pretty normal (laughs) yeah